What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle Project Podcast. This is your host, Nick Marcos, and this is my newest project where I'm sitting down with local business owners and community members who truly embody the hustle mentality. We're going to dive in deep and get their amazing stories of the ups, the downs, and everything in between. So whether you're an entrepreneur, you want to be an entrepreneur, or you're just someone who enjoys hearing the stories behind our community's movers and shakers, this is the podcast for you. So tune in and take pride knowing that we have these great people with incredible stories living right here in our neighborhood. Make sure you tune in weekly for our newest episodes. For more information, check out our website, hustleprojectpodcast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Project Podcast. Enjoy this week's episode, guys. For my first episode, I was really fortunate to get to sit down with Spiro Stogianis. He's the owner, founder, creator of Easy Pie in Revere and Braintree. Uh, Spiro and I got to sit down for about an hour and a half, and we talked about a lot of different things, but mainly we talked about the genesis of his business, his family history, and how the community accepted his new business model um, in Revere. So anyone who knows Spiro, who gets the opportunity to sit and talk with him, can quickly pick up that the passion just oozes right out of him. I mean, listening to the podcast, you can tell he really, really believes what he does, and I think that that's the biggest reason he is successful. So for all the listeners who don't know you, let's dig deep right into your backstory. Let's go back to the 80s. How did you get started? The 80s? I'm that old? <laughs> wow. Um, okay, how about, how about we start in the middle when I started Easy Pie? Um, 2010, um, just kind of out of necessity. Had, uh, man, maybe 10 years in the restaurant industry. Never back a house, always front of house management for a lot of corporate restaurants, some private sector restaurants. Uh, but for me, uh, you know, restaurants really weren't my thing. Um, a lot of odd jobs. I started working kind of late. Um, I w- my parents really never pushed me to get out of the house of work. So I did have a little bit of a, um, a lazy start, let's okay. just say, which is weird because yeah, like I'm totally, totally opposite now. I like, wouldn't pin you for that. I'm actually expecting a whole different story. Bro, all I do, all I do is work now. So it's like this totally different thing. Right. Um, but what ended up happening was, uh, at around 26 or 27 years old, you know, I was involved in, a, in the entertainment industry. Uh, we were like doing concerts and nightclub promoting and all that other stuff. In Boston. Yeah, in Boston. And out of, uh, out of necessity to learn how to do uh, other things and not have to pay people to do them for us, mm-hmm. like uh, web design and graphic design or whatever, uh, I ended up trying to go back to school for that when I was like 26 years old. So you didn't go to college initially? Uh, well, no, no. I, 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 when I got out of high school, I, I, I ended up, I had a partial scholarship to Northeastern. And I, I, I went for international business. It was just weird. It wasn't for me, man. Right. The timing wasn't right. You know what I mean? I was a, a private school boy my whole life. I, and as soon as I, I ended up going to college, I, I don't know, man. I just I didn't feel like it was for me. I felt like I was wasting my time. I think a lot of people, too, with that hustle mentality, they're going to have a similar story because that... The Can I tell you? School man? tries to put those, dude. I'm so put I'm you so in a headlock. And yeah, right. And, and the thing was, I never, I never finished. And then I just went back. Really, uh, I, I was trying to to learn a few elements of graphic design and marketing. Mm. And what ended up happening was I ended up enrolling, uh, and I just got an associate's degree in, in visual communications. Um, and it and it kind of during that time to get through, uh, I ended up getting a restaurant job. Uh, so. Um, what ended up happening was I, I was working in the restaurant industry and, uh, you know, one thing led to another. I ended up at another restaurant. You know, you don't stay at places forever. Um, 
and I ended up at Legal Seafoods. I was at Legal Seafoods for about six and a half years. Uh, I managed four restaurants in the airport wow. for a long period of time, all front of house stuff. You know what I mean? It was, it, but it, the weird thing is it was a job. It was never like, hey, dude. Like, so you were doing that and you were you were in the entertainment business that night? At the same time, yeah. Okay, so I mean, this simultaneously. Sort of like pay your bills, make your car payment type work. Yeah, this is how I live my life. And right. I, yeah, this yeah. wasn't you sort of like expo- learning the business per se. It, that happened sort of by mistake. Almost. Right. So the entrepreneurial bug was was the nightclub the stuff. The nightclub stuff. You know, and, and it, it was crazy because that, that type of work allowed me to be as creative as possible from – designing the flyers and coming up with themes for the nights and you know so you were doing all of that yeah yeah all hands-on man i mean it's weird i'm a control freak so it's like if it's going to represent me or anything that i'm involved with and my name is tagged to it it doesn't matter if it's the club stuff or a restaurant or whatever i'm 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 super uh, controlling with how I want things to be presented right. to the you're audience. Very, I can tell just by going to your restaurant is that you're a very, very detail-oriented person. I, I try to be. Yeah. Thank you. Very, I very mean, detail-oriented. I'll take you a compliment. And, and it, no, it is because there's a lot of businesses out there that just do the minimum. Right. Like they're just like, yeah, I'm going to open up. I'm going to make pizza and right. burgers. And, you know, and that's cool. But when you take it to the next level and you start putting all that thought and effort into it, it shows. And there's a lot of people who can pick that up as soon as they walk Dude, in. Dude, the, the details, store. like there are things that people will never notice, right. but I know that they're there. And mm-hmm. and sometimes I, I find myself shying away from people uh, when I work with them and they go, oh, no one's ever going to notice that. And I'm like, all right, cool, man. Have a good day. Like, And I don't deal with them because it's just like, yeah. I want to I wanna be uh, in in this vehicle with like-minded people. Right, right. You know what I mean? So uh, I ended up leaving Legal Seafoods. I ended up working at um, uh, for, a, for, for a company called uh, AVI Food Systems, AVI Fresh at Wellesley College um, for a little bit of time. Um, but it really was confining uh, as far as anything creative. It was just like, this right, is what you it's do. Structured. It's so just, basically you had tasks. You had to complete your tasks. So structured, yeah. Right. And, and that doesn't give you much. No, uh, it doesn't, doesn't give yeah. you anything. Uh, so it wasn't for me, man. I just, I, I felt like something was missing. Uh, in the meantime, you know, I was doing um, music. which I've done so many things, man. It's so weird. So I was, I was recording music uh, and uh, I, I, ended up, I ended up going to Greece, man. I ended up winning a spot on X Factor in Greece. Get out of here, really? I swear to God, man. I quit everything. Uh, for, so what kind of music, what were you doing music-wise? What I do you was mean, like you singing music? and rapping and really? whatever it was, man. I was just doing a bunch of stuff. It was a weird time in my life. I enjoyed it, though, because it was a creative this outlet. Is, this is post getting... A- I quit the restaurant business to do it. To do it. Yeah, he went there. And, and, and this was a, like a passion thing or it was just... Yeah, I, I dug it, man. It was something cool for me. You right. know, it was therapy at the time. And uh, a lot of people... See, I, I did it for me. You know what I mean? And right. I, it, it kind of made me feel good about myself. And people were like, dude, it's pretty good. You know what I mean? And, and I ended up... To make a long story short, I ended up going to Greece. Uh, I got to a certain level. And then I had to come back and do something. And um, I didn't want to go back to the corporate thing. I'm like, dude, you know what? Like... If I'm gonna do restaurants, or if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get into this kind of work, like I like um, I like having the freedom to make the decisions myself. I like being the creative person. I don't wanna I don't wanna break my back and bust my ass for somebody else. Maybe there's an opportunity out there, and uh, there was something available at the time, and uh, I, I I took a shot. I said, you know what? There's a pizza shop. Let me get into it. Somebody that I knew owned it. Um, Where is this? In Braintree. Okay. In Braintree. So this is sort of this is sort of the precursor to, to Easy Pie. Right. This is Easy Pie. Oh, this is this Easy Pie. Easy pie. Oh, okay. This right. is so Easy this pie. is so I came back. Right. We're in 2010 now. 2010. Right. 2010. Uh, and um, kind of. So no. you come you come back from Greece. 
I come back from Greece. And you're like, I'm going to get into the food business. I didn't know what I was going to do, man. Right. You know, I was, I was actually doing a radio show at the time, too. And, um, you know, not to get into too many things in the past, but someone that I knew owned, owned a pizza shop and they wanted out. Um, I didn't really have tons and tons of money saved or anything. I right. spent all my money in Greece. <laughs> you know what I mean? Making that investment. And, um, you know, I came back and I, I said, you know, I got an idea. And we worked something out. And uh, was Easy this Pie. Su- was this like a successful pizza? Was this guy like, was he doing well at the time? an absentee owner. Okay. So it was a thing where he so was. So was that your initial intention was to buy it as an absentee owner? No, I needed a job. And so I you said, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, do this. I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I have an idea and um, I get it. It's, it's, it might be a little bit crazy, uh, but I want to do things a little bit differently. It was an existing pizza shop. So I said, okay, we'll do pizza. Shit, I've never made pizza before. You know what I mean? Um, but let's figure it out. Uh, it's, you know, it's not rocket science. It's pizza. Right. And you it's not I mean? rocket science. No, it's not rocket science, it's, man, But at you've all. made it rocket science. Yes, yes yeah, I know. Because yeah. now I look at the way you... you to people that copy my stuff, right, bro, like it's, it's rocket a, science. Like, well, what the hell is this? You've elevated it now to the point where it's like, right. well, to, to get, to compete with Easy Pie now, right. you need to put in a lot, a lot of work. Nobody right. wants... Like, I would, if I'm a competitor of yours, I'm scared. Uh, well... I'm scared because uh, this dude's putting in all the effort He's done all the homework. Right. It, it, most guys just want to make pizzas. Execution, man, is everything and, in what I do. And and honestly, man, in the realm of making pizza, like I, I'm I'm playing chess. These right. guys are playing checkers. You know what I mean? I and, and, I know, and I'm not and I'm not saying what, in the way where gives, that's what gives me comfort. Right. You know, when you're looking at yourself within the marketplace and you have that competitive advantage, that's that's what makes you feel okay. You're like, you right. know what? I'm good because you know what. I can step it up. Well, here's my thing when it comes to competition, right? So people look at me, right? We open up Easy Pie, and dude, there was a lot of bumps and a lot of obstacles, and there are still obstacles still, yeah. every single day. They those never go away. Right. So if you think you're going to do something for yourself as an entrepreneur, and all of a sudden um, you think that you're going to start making all this money, and you know all the problems will go away, oh, no. dude, get out of the game oh, now. Right there away. are problems every day, right. and like I told you, I I don't own. A restaurant or a pizza place. I'm a, I'm a firefighter. Right, right. I'm putting out fires that, yeah. every. I mean, I'm Spiro going, and I had a short conversation right before uh, we started this podcast. And right. One of the first things he said because he was literally on his iPhone putting out fires as I was getting ready to, to look at to my get phone. Started. Look at my phone. Yeah. If you man. were sitting here right now, my phone is smashed. <laughs> his, his phone is lighting up like a Christmas tree. But you know, when you own a small business, you're in demand all the time because you're the decision maker, and it's right. not just because you're a control freak. That's what you specialize in. You know, you have employees that are really good at making the pizzas. You have employees that are really good at serving. You have employees doing whatever, but you, in general, have to be the chief. I'm the conductor. Yeah. I'm the conductor. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, And it's a craft. People, people think that being self-employed means that that decision-making process is, is something that will just come to them. But that's something that's crafted over time. You literally have to start making decisions, good and bad, and over time, eventually just get comfortable with your gut and just go with you it. You make – okay, so you, you, I don't think any decision is really bad. You know what I mean? Because there's a lesson in it. Sure. So yeah, in hindsight, I look at I look at a lot of things that I've done, and I'm like, damn man, like, I wish I didn't do that, right. or I wish I knew better. Yeah. But now I do know better. Fair enough. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you know, but you got to pay for it. You got to take ownership. Right. That's what I mean. You sometimes it costs you money. It's it, you know technically it's a bad decision, but if you look at it that way, yeah. I mean, you learn. That's the cost of your education. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, a- I mean, there's uh, there's struggle every day, and and it's sacrifice. Right. And sacrifice is not the hours working. You know what I mean? Sacrifice is. It's going to create turbulence at home mm-hmm. when you own your own business. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like that's one of the thing, those things you have to prepare for somehow. You know what I mean? And you learn to maneuver through those waves and those obstacles because 
it demands so much time. Like if you're married, man, your business is like your other wife. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's crazy uh, because you're really doing it because you know that in time it's gonna it's gonna better your life. Do you know what I mean? So I've I've adopted this mentality. So you mentioned that like this competitive thing. Right, so Easy Pie opens up, and the people in the area now, now that the brand is recognizable and people know, and they can Google us and they can see videos and you know all these different things that we do, they go, oh shit, like what is this? It's opening up, and like I know when I was opening the Revere location, it took me some time to build it. Um, the immediate area knew we were coming. They Googled mm, us, yes. and, and they started trying to make the stuff we were making to kind of beat us before we. Uh, I, I, the, the problem is this, this is what I look at. Some people are making food and, and, and they're using frozen products. I tell everybody like this, we're not, we're not making just food. We're making diamonds, dude. It takes right. time, pressure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, you gotta, you got you have to do it the right way. Do you know what I mean? We charge a premium, but we're giving out a premium product. product right. You know what I mean? You can drive a Honda Civic or you can drive a Mercedes right. or you can drive a Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can get a Casio, you can get a Rolex. Right. It all depends on what type of product you're putting out. And I think that, you know, I'm trying to create a lifestyle brand here. It's not just food. Right. And that's pretty clear too when you walk in. You can tell right, right. off the bat. So, so for me, you know, opening this restaurant up and everybody's like, oh my God, you know, this, like, they view me as competition. And unfortunately for them, I don't, I, it's not reciprocated. I don't think they're, they're, mm. my, they're my competition. And I've been saying this to everybody. My competition, there's only one person I compete with mm. on a daily basis. And that's me yesterday. That's who I compete with. I like it. So what I do is I set the mark for myself. As crazy or as, as uh, unreasonable as the mark is, or you know what I mean? I, I look at yesterday and I go, okay, where did I drop the ball? What did I screw up? What could I have done better? What did I do great? So we can continue doing that. But then I try to expand on that and I try to do better the next day. And I'm always thinking 10 steps ahead. Right. Do you know what I mean? If I'm only thinking two steps ahead, I'm going to lose. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Agreed. And I don't compete with anybody because it's like running a race, dude, right? Like this whole thing, everybody's like, oh, we're, we're running a marathon. We are, right? We, we, everybody's life is like a marathon. You know, you're on your, on, your, on your own race. But for me, I'm running a sprint, dude. And when you run a sprint, if you turn your head to look to the side of what the other person is doing, ground. you lose. Yeah. Can't. So you put your, your blinders on, you go straight ahead, and you focus on what you're doing right. on Agreed. a daily basis, dude. Yeah. Or you're gonna, or, or you're gonna lose, you're gonna lose it all. Quickly. So when you opened that store in 2010 in Braintree, yep. what was the feedback like? In, so, so what's the a, difference? Because in Revere, just so, just so the listeners can understand, in Revere, it's more of a dining experience. Like you get to sit down. There's it's a, the evolution. There's a bar. Yeah. It's the evolution. It's it, the it's, it's the I I okay. So we opened up in Braintree, and people don't understand what it is. You know what I mean? And we started out kind of like. I had other people involved. This is 2010, so like the food revolution that we live in now. It's crazy, and everybody's a foodie now. Now everybody's a foodie. Right. 2010, right. remind me, because I'm not, I'm not you know, in the food business, but was that as sort of like the beginning of, or? I think, I, I think it existed. I, didn't think it, I, I don't think it existed outside of the city, though. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? So, there were, so, so it was new doing, to Braintree. Yeah. Like to get a pizza, to get like a Thai-style pizza. In right. Brain no, you weren't, you weren't getting that nowhere, man. Nowhere, You right? know what I mean? The, now I think, it's like everybody's trying to do something like bro, that. Bro, you know but. what people were doing, man? And they, and, they, and, they, and they thought it was creative. I remember when I was younger, the first person to put Alfredo sauce, broccoli, and chicken on a pizza was like, right. oh my God, what right. is that? And then everybody did it. Right. And then all of a sudden, it became as common as a same cheese pizza. Thing, uh, I don't know about the South Shore or, or even Boston, but it's the same thing on the North Shore with the chicken kebab. Right. I mean, when I was growing up, um, there was no such thing as a chicken kebab sub. Right, and I then all it. of a sudden, you know, you, you get to this... People copy, man. People copy, right. and, and, it, and it works. But now, you know, now f- food is a lot more complicated than just making a chicken kebab sub or something like that. But so you have to, you have to, you have to continuously reinvent things. You have to always 
Like, I want to be the in- innovator, not the imitator. And as the innovator, though, my question is, you know, you're the innovator. Do you, people there's talk- feedback now. And what's the feedback? Okay, so initially the feedback, man, everybody talked shit to me. So when I started, right. everybody's like, oh, we're going to, you know, I had other people involved. And they're like, dude, we're just going to, we're the mailman use out. And we're going to do like right. this. Traditional, like the traditional, traditional stuff, traditional, bro. Yeah. The traditional consumers absorb information now. Like, I knew it was changing. I'm like, dude, I am not spending money on any type of print media. Might as well throw it yeah. down the toilet. This bro. is 2010. Yeah, I wasn't doing wow. it because so it was you're the end. Dude, it, it was like. I can, tell, I can guarantee you in 2010, the bulk of pizza places were doing mailers. Right. And I, and I think it was successful. And I, I was doing Facebook. Quote unquote. Yeah. And I was doing and Facebook. You were doing Facebook. Yeah. I was doing Facebook, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Doing that. I was doing Facebook. And, 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 the, and the stuff is there because I was, I was documenting things when people didn't really document. Right. People were like, I like dogs and I, this is me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they were just putting goofy shit on yeah, there. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, man, like, this, is, this, is, this is what I'm doing. I'm building. A restaurant, and I and I documented. I I documented it. Right, my mentality was never to do it because I wanted to be some pizza monkey slinging pizzas in the corner. And it's cool for the people that did it. You know what I'm saying? The people that did it. Just wasn't your intention. No, my intent was to create a brand. Right, and I looked at what I was doing, and I said, "Man, there are multiple outlets for me to be creative in." Right. From the marketing, from the logos, from the packaging, from the decor. So when you're opening Easy Pie and you're going through sort of the back end stuff, you're I like, say, yo, check this out. Yeah, you're starting. Check a- this out. I'm going to make a Big Mac pizza. Right. You know what somebody said to me? That shit, no one's going to eat it, dude. Right. No one's going to eat yeah. that. If you're an innovator, right. you're willing to take that risk. Well, you got to put it out there. But and this see, is what I said. I said, okay, dude, so what says. do you want me to do? I said, okay, this is what I'll do. I'll get. The same bread as everybody right, else. Right, right, right. I know I'll buy, buy the yeah. same steak. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy the same and cheese. And I'll just I'll sell it for a dollar less. And, right. You know, and that's how I'll draw my business. Yeah. Right. right but yeah. but then what what's the point of difference? I know for me, whenever I start a business, I one of the first things I do is I start to look at my say my competition in the area. What are you guys doing, and what can I use as differentiator? Like what what can I? So is that what your inspiration was for that menu? Are you looking at it saying, you know what? How can I change pizza? Like I got a pizza place. I said that if a, a competition how, is going to exist, right? If I, I do something that no one's doing. Who's my competition? Who's your competition? Exactly, no exactly. Yeah. No and one. I, and, I, and that's what I like. So that's I set, why the, I love I set the bar. I set the standard right. and I set the bar. And I'm like, listen, this is what we're going to do. Right. And I'm going to control every single element of it. And the craziness behind it is that, you know, you lose a lot of friends, mm-hmm. a lot of employees. People don't, don't, don't understand the they don't mind. Wanna, they don't want to buy into it. It's, 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 it's a lot of work. You know, a lot, especially employees, they just want to go work. But what you said is the key to it. You have to find people that buy into it because everything we do when it involves business or presenting a brand, you create a culture. It happens organically. Agreed. It happens organically. And that culture is is sort of like the gut of the restaurant. Like it's it's basically it's what it's what people feel when they walk in. Right, of any business. Yeah, and it's what actually helps you sustain the good, right. the, ba- the bad times and helps you grow in the good times. When you have a strong culture, it's paramount, man. Right. I mean, a- any small business on the North Shore or, or even on the South Shore, but any small business in general that lacks a gut, that lacks a culture, is going to lose. Right. It's going to lose. And now the economy is really strong. So everybody's eating out. Everybody's making right. money. You know, right. and, but when the economy weakens a little bit, which it will inevitably, it's the stores like yours that carry a culture that have a purpose outside of just making a pizza that are innovating that are that are bringing top quality but, and, you, but you can't you can't just you can't just here's my thing though so I'm never satisfied mm. and that's and that's where I think uh, 
uh, it's like a double-edged sword because never being satisfied upsets people that are around you. They're mm -hmm. like, shit, this guy's never satisfied. But mm -hmm. on the other side of the coin, that's what perpetuates the growth of this business. Agreed. Okay, And you have to identify what's going on around you. You have to identify what the trend is. You, not even what the trend is, but what the trend's going right, to and be. And this is what you're now. We're in, in two. You have to be. You have to be yeah. Nostradamus, bro. You right. have to say, you know what? I, I I think this is where it's going. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I'm going to change with where I think things are going. Because if you right. don't, and you say, and you say, you know what? I did things the right way. We're busy. This is what we're gonna do, and this is who we're gonna be. Uh, things change, dude. You know, right. you think you made Daily. it. Oh, pe people are coming to Easy Pie. People are ordering delivery. Then all of a sudden, you're like, dude, no one's coming in here. Why? Well, right. and people it's your are job changing. To figure it out. People yeah. are changing. People are ordering. Dude, the cell phone, it was, it's like the single greatest and worst thing right. for business. People could sit at home and be like, hey, honey, you want to go get something to eat? I don't feel like going out. All right, we'll order something. And if the guy down the street is using Uber Eats, Right. Do you know what I'm saying? They're not going to order from you. They're not going to come yeah. to you. So you have to you have to understand that things are going to change. And if you're not willing to change with certain things, you're going to lose. Yeah, it's always it's a fluid dynamic. Concept. It's fluid all it's the time, a, all the time. And if you're not good at changing and evolving, right. this is not the right in, like this is not the right place right. to be to be an entrepreneur. And that without that mindset is is wrong. And I think that 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 sort of anybody anybody wants to be a front runner in what they do sort of the top 10% of whatever industry you're in that's what the differentiator is most right. of the time is that you're willing to accept the challenges of continuous change you're always changing you're always evolving you're always growing that's what i believe is the competitive advantage like if you look at your industry and where it's going if you're not in the front of it right you're losing right you're losing so uh, you have to be resilient um you know, so how do you, so like you opening up the store, you clearly, you, you, I mean, you didn't hit a home run day one, right? Like, cause you, no, even just to we're in the middle of nowhere, we're in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, you know what, man, if I, if I drop the ball here, like I never cooked, I never did any of that stuff, dude. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot of the people that I inherited a bunch of staff and they were like, Oh, here comes Mr. Corporate. He's going to, how you know, did they handle some people left? Some people, left. some people left. And, and guess what, man? I learned how to cook really quick and <laughs> The funny thing is that, that was that that's one of those moments. It's like, you know, you need to make a decision. A lot of people quit right there. Right. A lot of people are just like, oh, man, I lost my, you know, I lost this person or this person. Or, and they panic. But for you, it's like, you know what? The panic, though, for me, the panic for me was my my motivator. I was like, right, right, dude, right. like I can't like what am I going to do? You know, what I mean? I'm getting older. I'm, I'm not, not going to keep reinventing myself. Right, like what's exactly. going on here? I got to pick something. I got to do it. Do it. And, and don't stop. No, and I bootstrapped it. And there were some miserable days, man. You know what I mean? And I made a lot of mistakes. And I'm still learning. You right. know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm I'm 42. Right. I started when I was 21 or 20 years old. I started in the industry. So we're talking about there's some experience there. You know what I mean? A lot. But until you own it, hmm. you know, the mistakes don't count as much as they do now. Yeah. And, and I've also learned, too, I think it's important, sorry to interrupt, is that, you know, the better you are at handling just adversity in general... And just accepting the fact that right. it's not going to stop. Like, I mean, it's not going to stop. You, you need to keep changing, which means you're going to be continuously making mistakes. And I'm at that point. You know, yeah. Like, I can handle things. 
I mean, there's still that five minutes where I turn into, dude, yeah, I turn yeah. into like a maniac. It's like, get out of my way. Right, I'm right. breaking things and, and throwing things. And that's sort of like the coals going in the fire. It's almost like you need to get a little angry, a right. little upset so that right. you can motivate yourself. I got to get it out of me. Right. You got to get it out of me. I got to yeah. get that frustration out of me. It's like getting motivated before you go to the gym to work out. It's right. the same idea. Right. It's but like, dude, you know what? This is the thing though. So like I wasn't able to, I mean, let, let's fast forward six and a half years. I mean, it took me a little bit of time to open up Revere, but let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, I, I started with nothing. It's not like I had money. You right, know what I mean? Right, so right. I had to utilize what I made and put it back into the business. And, you know, I don't have accountants. I don't have you're uh, a small financial advice. I don't none of that you're, stuff, you're a dude. Small business, I have yeah. none of that stuff. So I made a ton of mistakes and it cost me a ton of money. Do you know what I mean? And it's a little bit of a an anchor. It holds you back a little bit. Right. But I just kept pushing forward. And I told myself, you know what, man? Like, what I'm doing, it was failing. You know what I mean? Because people are like, what the hell is this place? Like, I was I was also in a stigmatized location. It was like that neighborhood spot that just kept changing. Mm. You know what I mean? So what's the next, who's the next competitor on, you know? Right, who, who's coming in next? Yeah, who's yeah. coming and, in? And everybody lives in a neighborhood that's got something right. like that. Yeah, there's always so, that one store that just keeps turning So over. I'm going to tell you what popped, though. Phantom Gourmet happened. Good for you, dude, because if you think about it, I mean, so you're telling me that the Braintree store, I haven't been there, but your Braintree store, you've managed to actually make a success out of a spot that nobody could really hold Well, no, down. I mean, no, and listen, they, they held it down as as, as as a pizza shop. Like, in the days where, like, Greek-style pizzerias were, like, yeah, in the, the 90s thing. and 80s. Right, and right, and people were eating a specific way. Like, they weren't really so right. health-conscious and all that other stuff. Yeah. They were successful, but as the times changed, those they places start struggling, yes, right? Yeah. So the first guy was there for 20 years. The next guy was there for 15 years. Right. The next guy was there for, like, eight years. You know what I mean? Uh, but I struggled because people just drove by the place. They didn't really realize, you know what I mean? And I didn't have such bold branding at the beginning. I kind of, you know, I listened to some people and mm. you know what I mean? I didn't trust my gut and I was like, maybe they're right. Maybe I can't do these things. It doesn't look right. You it's know, just scared people holding you back. Right. It, it's people that gave me opinions based on what they would do. Right. And were any of those people what you would say, quote unquote, is successful in your industry? No, they weren't. They no, were just people, people that I you trusted. trusted their opinion. Yeah, they were people I trusted. Like, I had this problem with people who take advice from their parents all the time. Dude. It's like, what are you doing taking advice from your parents? If you're a young entrepreneur taking advice from your parents, that could have a crippling effect. I'm only where I am because of my parents, but I'll tell you one thing. Well, this is how it works. They pull up into the driveway. I just got back from Greece. I'm on my laptop. I'm, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I got an idea for something. I'm, I'm making the logo for Easy Pie at the time, right? The first logo. Show my mom. What is this? Oh, it's a logo. For what? I'm opening a pizza restaurant. She looks at my dad and goes, talk to your son, and walks away, <laughs> educated. You went to school, you're this, that, the other. At the beginning, people don't understand because they weren't in my brain because mm-hmm. 2010, mm-hmm. You're coming when, I, when, when I first said, it's I'm going to do, recession when I'm going to, right, I, oh, dude, it was the worst. It was like right in the middle of it, beginning mm-hmm. of it. And, and I'm like, listen, like this is what I want to do. But to them, they just heard that I'm opening a pizza place in my head, when I touched that laptop and I started designing it, I was seeing what I have today. You, you, I already you, saw you it. Had, you saw a canvas and you got as the stupid, you got as, the stupid as, it, yeah. as stupid as it is, or it's unbelievable it might sound. I saw it here. Not even here. I see 10 years from now even, even more. where it's going to be. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and that's what keeps me going because I'm like, I'm not finished yet. Yeah. Similar story. I mean, I, I also, I graduated with a degree and then and the same thing. I told my parents what the business that I wanted to get into and they're like, well, what are you talking about? You just got a degree. We just, yeah. just went to college. But something about 
being in control of my own destiny. But you exercised your brain in college. Yeah. You still you still educated yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, of course. You can never take that away from me. And and I'm happy I had that experience. But in hindsight, it probably wasn't for me, just like it right. wasn't for you. Right. But now you're looking at yourself and you're saying, look what I've created. None, right. Almost none of the skills that you used to do that came from college. It's all self-taught. It's all self-taught. It's all self-taught. And it may have cost you some money, like you said. Right. But... You know, you made a lot of mistakes. It cost my parents a lot of money. <laughs> it cost you, so. you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, and, and I, I look at it like this. Like, I, I you know, I have, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old. And, uh, I, you know, I see now that people, and there's nothing wrong with education, man. It's the most amazing thing. I mean, you're training your brain. But at the same time, it's like people are like, I'm going to school for business. I'm like, right. shit, man. I went to school for business too. Yeah, I'm still in school for business. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Ain't, ain't nothing to it but yeah. to do it. School you have to knocks, do it. Yeah. You have to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can open a book and someone can tell you, hey, in 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 business, this is what you do. Right. There are it's no variables about, in a book. Yeah, but it's a misconception that knowledge is power, and it's almost like everybody goes around saying, well, knowledge is power. The more information I can acquire, the better I can make decisions but to me it's it's action is power execution is power right it's not it's listen if you want to be a doctor you want to be a surgeon sure you want to be an attorney i get it dude you need i mean you need that formal education right 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 but to hustle and bang it out agreed you need to do it business is not yeah business is not the place you could read about boxing all day long until you put the gloves on and get knocked in the face once and have to figure (laughs) out how to get away from that punch and how to get back up yeah i like it you're not going to be a boxer do you know what i mean and, and that's what happens with people. Like, like, and, I, and I use the boxing analogy all the time. It's like, dude, people keep training their brains in school and they keep going back to school and they keep going back and educating themselves and trying to get smarter and trying to get smarter. But it's like a boxer just practicing and practicing and practicing for 20 years. At some point, you've practiced through your prime. Agreed. And then you get in the Agreed. ring and you, you, you don't got it. I mean, you, you have well, all n- the knowledge. Now you have analysis paralysis because right. now you're overwhelmed with information and it's hard to make decisions. And, and I get that too, but... And I'm not saying it's for everybody, man. To be an entrepreneur, you don't, you have to, you know, everybody says this is cliche. You have to work smarter, not harder type thing. And it's not like, you know, you have to work 200 hours a week to be successful. Um, but for me, that's what ended up happening, man. It's like, it's my life now, dude. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's again, automatic now. And it's, it's it, and it shouldn't be. But here's the thing. This is what I'm doubling down on. Okay. So I'm, I'm an advocate of pay now, play later. Mm. Life is short though. So you got to kind of reevaluate things. I'm doubling down that I'm going to have a long, healthy life. You never know what can happen, <laughs> no, right? No, but, but you got like, to live it that way. I'm going to break my back now. And while everybody else is working when they're 65, 70 years old, I'm going to be chilling. Right. Because I paid my dues at the beginning. Yes. Hopefully I get to that point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because there are some people that are chilling right now, you know, and then they're going to work, but they're going to live a longer life. It, it, you don't, you don't yeah, know, yeah, you don't well, know where, where just, the cards are this for is, you. This is... This is what you. This is the path that you chose to take. Right, you right. Know? And I'm, I'm like that too. You're paying it forward. You're, you're putting in the time now and hoping for a better life later on. I'm like that too. But it's weird. I don't. I like see as an entrepreneur. Like I don't even. I don't wake up in the morning and say I'm an entrepreneur. And another thing is I don't wake up in the morning and think to myself, you know, how much money am I going to make today? Mm. You don't. Like I, too, I don't, man. I, you know what? So my, what's dr- me, so? I mean, obviously, I mean, it's a good. It's a good place to be. Trust me. I mean, I think success only comes when you get. Maybe to that I'm point. an egomaniac, man. But I'm, what I'm is it? Legacy. That? I think. I don't know okay, what it is. I like it. Like yeah. I wanna, I wanna be like, like think about it, man. There are so many huge companies and so many big restaurants, and like I don't even know where Cheesecake Factory came from out of the no, blue. But now all of a sudden, they just out of nowhere. It's like we got a hundred mm. Cheesecake Factories right, in Massachusetts. Right. Like, what the hell did they come from? But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, they all have their story. I don't ever want to be that but i want to create something and i think i said this to you when you came in and we spoke at the restaurant like i want to become a part of the fabric of where i'm from in other words you visit boston and it's like dude they get this really hip restaurant 
Like, you come to Boston, you go on the Freedom Trail, you go to Faneuil Hall, dude, you got to go to Easy Pie and get a burger or get a salad. Right. You're not going to get it nowhere else. Right. And the thing is, like, and I say this to everybody, I'm building something, and I never, ever, ever want to be McDonald's. But I really want to be McDonald's. I know what you mean. So, in other words, I don't want to be a franchise. I don't want to become sterile. Like I'm the brand, and, the, and and I want it to have a culture. I don't want it to be cold, and, and you know, like how McDonald's. Uh, you're is. you're not in it for the money. Like you're not just trying to. I print. mean, I'm in it ultimately. I'm in it for Fair the money. Enough, but, but, you're, but the biggest driver is not. Oh, look, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make five thousand. Like I gotta, you know, it's no, not, I don't look not, at that yeah, at all. Yeah, you're, you're saying, look, I want to be creative. I want to create. I want right. to create a, a local legacy, and I want people to love it. And I want people. I to, want people yeah, to yeah, love I want it. People to so, but the, I want to be McDonald's. Is that if I have three or four locations? Dude, you eat a Mac Daddy pizza in Braintree, it's going to taste the same as the one in right, Lynn, right. let's just say. You know what I mean? So they've mastered the, 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 the largest, the core, the core of most businesses is consistency. Yes. You have to be consistent in and, every single element yep. all the time. And if it's not just product, it's experience, it's process. Everything. It's, consistency it's is king. Yeah, consistency, consistency is king. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to develop. It's very difficult because there are a lot of moving parts in a restaurant. Right. And it, dude, at one point I had 65 employees. I mean, What hey, do you think that you're doing that say your competitors might not be doing? Well, it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm constantly learning, it, which is um, not to sell myself short when I'm hiring people. Uh, so I have to find like-minded people or yeah. people that are in it to win it. In other right. words, like, you, like sometimes you hire people because you need bodies, and they're like, "Dude, I need an extra two hands in here. Like it's temporary, whatever." But in the long term, the key positions. Yeah, the in the long term, that can really damage yeah. your brand. And I'm not about that. I'd rather, and it, it's it's weird, man. So it's 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 very hard. It took Revere. It really took it. It took the idea of Revere. Uh, to Which is when you say the idea of Revere, you're talking opening another about, restaurant. You're talking about and taking it from a from a takeout spot. Right. I'm in Braintree and I'm like, dude, I want to open another restaurant. Because Braintree is mostly takeout, right? Yeah, we have 20 seats, but it's not full service. Okay. It's not a bar. There's no bar. There's no. No, there's no bar. None of that. I mean, you know, and it's it, it was and it still is. I mean, in the realm of the size and where it is, it's extremely successful. But it but. We made it. It just didn't just happen. You know what I mean? It just took all, it took all, and it's such as my sweat, dude. There are people that aren't with me anymore. They played a major role, role in its in its evolution. Right. So, uh, what what ended up happening was, and it, and it still happens to me sometimes. I get caught up filling the shoes of people that fall short. Yeah. And it's like, dude, Spiro's not gonna make easy pie what it's supposed to be if Spiro's got an apron on and he's cooking in the back. Yeah. I'm a killer cook, though. Like, you know what I mean? For me, like, I'll, I'll toot my horn on that. Like, and I'll bang it out And if your goal is to be a cook in your right. own restaurant, then, then right. hats Great. off to you. That's what you're doing. Right. But, but that, that's not what you I, want. No, I'm building, I'm building a brand. Right. And like I said, man, it's going, it's going on to different things. So, like, for me, I look at, like, when people go, oh, you got a nice pizza place. It's not a pizza place. It's an well, everything place. I, yeah. We happen to make great pizza. Right. And our main element is pizza. But we're a restaurant. I mean, we have such a well-rounded menu. I mean, we have like 120 no, items I on mean, the menu. I, dude, I gotta say, I mean, first of all, so I'm coming in. So my first experience at the store, I'm walking in. And not, You know, I already know what to expect. But I, when I get there, I realize I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, oh, my God. This is crazy. This is just dope. Well, right. it's a dope store. And, and it's like, you know, when you're traditional, you're going out for pizza. Like, I right. take my wife out. We're going out for a date night. We have two kids. So we're like, you know what? Let's go out for a date night. Right. And we show up not knowing what to expect. And we see that, you know, you got this awesome garage door in the front. The yeah, garage door is open. It's right. beautiful outside. 
Uh, it's busy. There's nice music going. The ambiance is beautiful. There's like a culture you can feel right experience when you walk in. Experiences everything. Experiences, right. and you feel it right away. You right. don't. You're not selling the experience. You're just in part of the experience, which right. is how you, it's very organic. And I and and I pull out this menu and I look at it and I'm like, wow. And what I'm thinking is, this is awesome because he's got 20 different kinds of pizzas here, all right. different custom pizzas. How is he keeping all this product fresh? I mean, that's a huge, broad line. I mean, you got. I know the core of it is the pizza, right? The dough right, is probably right. the same for everything. But then you, so you got pizzas, you got an awesome beer selection, which also has your own branded beer, which is really cool right. and hip. Thank you. And it, and it actually was, it was, it was an awesome beer. I right. loved it. Um, and then, so then you have these starter um, tater tots, which is, you got a whole line of those. You right. got these salads, you got burgers. Quesadillas, tacos. Yeah, you got quesad- I mean, so you got a full menu. Chili. Yeah, I mean, it's really. How are you? How are you managing? Because my biggest thing about restaurants is like I always look at restaurants and say the best way, the best and easiest way to be successful is to minimize, to to shrink your menu and get really good at, at just a few items. I see. And here's the thing. I think that I think that nowadays um, people. I, I, my menu's overwhelming, I think, sometimes. You know what I, I mean? Like, I said, I go to Cheesecake Factory, and I'm like, dude, what well, the hell's a, wrong with these people? I'm no, like, wait as a, a minute, cust- I got so many things. As a customer, <laughs> of course, we want selection, right? right. So we right. want you to, to carry the burden of, of sort of getting us the best product and having the most menu items. But the truth is, it's hard for a business to stay profitable and consistent when you have to carry nine tips, nine types of cheese, for example. So how are you... It gets used all over the place. So in right, other so words, the, 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 the restaurant itself, the way I look at it is like, <laughs> Excuse me. From from a design perspective, to the menu development, uh, to what everything tastes like, what it looks like, what it feels like, what it smells like, um, the environment in general for me, it has to be such a well-rounded stimulant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You come inside and it's like the colors and the and the and the smells. All the senses. It's, it's, yeah, it's like all of a sudden it encompasses all your it's senses. A great way to put it because that's exactly what I felt when I walked into. It's like you look at the menu and you're like. Dude, there's like artwork on mm-hmm. it, and there's like little hidden messages on the menu, and then you turn around, and there's like there's stuff that you really haven't seen before because it's like everything in there's custom. Right. Do you know what I mean? So as far as the menu is concerned, over time, like the menu didn't just happen to be a thousand things. It it grew. Right. You know, it evolved. And what I say is, look, I want to make this this thing. Um, can I use some of the elements that I have here? And if I'm going to bring something new in, it's got to be used in two other items. Okay, good. So you have sort of a policy, a creative policy, where if I'm right. introducing a new menu item, I have to make sure that the ingredients for that item can be cropped. Right. Can be cropped. So the cores, yeah. the cores are this, right? So, so what Easy Pie really is, the core of Easy Pie, we have three elements. We have pizzas, we have sandwiches, and we have salads. Those are the three items, right? right? So from a distance, from close, you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. There's a thousand things on the menu. From a distance, we really sell three things. Right, and... Kudos to you for pulling that off because I think you have to now because n- it's agreed. like or which or which Chipotle. But as a customer, exactly. But I'm walking in as a customer and I'm like, wow, this is a great. I have a lot of choices here. Right. You're you're figuring out all the way on the back end. You're figuring out a way to make it so that it's cost effective to carry all those different sort of use different ingredients. I mean, there are there are restaurant coaches and people that have come in and they're like, dude, you could probably look at the bottom sellers and get rid of them, mm-hmm. take them off your menu. And I'm like, okay, so cool. So these two sandwiches sell the least, right? Maybe I sell, maybe for the one that I sell like a hundred of them a week, this one only sells two. Right. But check it. I'm not buying anything you specifically buy for that sandwich. Right. So why not? It's a creative it's like a BLT. sandwich. Right. You already have everything. Yeah. Right. So, but, but the thing is, is we have to have some items that are, that make sense to people. Like we have a chicken and waffle sandwich called the chicken, not so little. Chicken and waffles became trendy, you know, for a little bit. They don't went away. But then it's just like, it's on the menu because here's my thing. We're not going to get noticed if we're doing 
Like, we can do an awesome hamburger. A lot of places do. Like, I used to do it. I was building the places going to Fuddruckers. I like Fuddruckers right, burgers. Right. But it's like, I'm not, I'm not, uh, like, I went and I saw John Taffer, and he said something that resonated with me. He says, Where? He, what, what do you mean you saw John Taffer? I saw John Taffer at the, uh, Consulted with him, or? <laughs> no, man. I, oh. I just, I, went, I don't have the money for that. Um, I went to, uh, oh, you I went, saw him speak? Yeah, I went to the New England Food yeah. Show. Okay. And uh, it was kind of weird. He was kind of like gravitating towards us for some reason. His hands on my shoulder, whatever. And I'm like, this guy's. You like your energy, man. But I'm like, this guy's a cool. He's an actor. Like, what, what, what the hell is he going to teach me? Is you he know though? what I mean? No, man. He's a real deal. I was going to say something about him. Taffer's a real deal, yes, bro. Uh, he's, he's a smart guy. I'm happy to hear that because yeah. I like him. He's the man. Yeah. So he says, so he ends up saying something that really resonated with me. And he was like, it was a question initially. You know, and there's a lot of restaurant heads in there. And, you know, but there's some of the guys in there with their chef coats on and whatever. You know, the, the egos are there. What industry are we in? Oh, we're in the people industry. We're in the hospitality industry. Right. We're in the this industry. We're not. St- like a cool answer for it. Yeah. We're not. He goes, we're in the reaction industry. Ooh. And what I mean is everybody's so connected with social media. And when they see something, uh, they have to react when they see it, right? So, like, I'm like, wait a minute, man. I've been in the reaction industry since 2010 because I could have just a regular burger like Fuddruckers. Mm-hmm. When you go to Fuddruckers, you don't take a picture of your burger. No. When you come to Easy Pie, bro, like you want to eat that burger so bad, but you're like, I got to take a picture. Bro, I got to show everybody <laughs> this shit right here. It's right. crazy. First they're of all, huge. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is, and, and, and we back it up. Like, so it looks, it looks dope. It's like, it comes right. out and you're like, dude, this is amazing. What is I going to take a picture of it? But we back it up with how it tastes. Can't just be all Agreed, looks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the thing is, like, it, it, it from the name to yeah, well thought out names. It starts with the name. Yeah, it, it starts with the name. Starts with the name because it really gets like when you're looking at the menu and you see the different menu items and you see sandwich. Oh, I'm sorry, pizzas with these creative um, ingredients. It, it, your taste buds start to. But dude, that's how I know people are copying some stuff too. So you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. you go, you you look at a menu across the street and it's like Hawaiian. Meat lovers, Mac Daddy. Like, yeah. dude, you came up with that, really? Right, exactly. But it's flattering, right? It should be flattering. I mean, I, I, I'm in the automotive industry. I have a dealership, and every once in a while, I'll see a dealer plate roll into my parking lot. Right. I'll see them turn around, and I'll see them leave. Well, they want to know who's making the noise. You know what I mean? Exactly because somebody new is. comes in, and they're yeah. like, what are they doing? And For me, it's obvious, because I see them coming in with a license plate that's from a dealership. Get, I'm sure there's plenty of your competitors who come in to eat, and you don't even know it. Oh, they come in. They'll say yeah. it too. You oh, know? they say it. Some yeah. people have. They're like, dude, it's like. It, 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 here's the thing. They come in because they want to know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's just different. It doesn't necessarily have to be better, man. Some people are traditionalists, man. Some people. I agree. Like, There's always going to be needs just for like a regular cheese pizza, like just. And a, our cheese pizza is good. A, and our cheese. To some people, like, here's my thing. You got to learn, like, and I think about like celebrities, right? Imagine, like, if you're a celebrity, how much shit people throw at your face all day long, and they ignore yeah, it. You know, know what I mean? They ignore it, and yeah. it's like I'm a small time guy. You know what I mean? And people like. People will say something about something on the menu, and I feel like they're calling my baby ugly, you know? <laughs> and I'm ready to fight. They're like, wait a minute, man. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't please everybody. No, you, you can't. You just can't. No, no. You can't so please everybody. You must get your, your fair share of people then that, you know, uh, don't have a good experience. But just because, you know, just right. the nature we of fall, being but, a business. But do we fall short sometimes, too? Yeah, that's but what those I mean. are all, those are all things that you take in stride, and you have to identify what the problems are, right? You have to absorb them. Right, and then at the end of it, you have to have a solution. Right, that's, that's great, in any business. That's great man. advice for any small business owner, especially small businesses. I mean, because right. they suffer the most from. You have from, to attack it with solutions. You, yeah, you do. Because if you if you just leave it, guess what? It's not going to get any better. Right. You know, it's like a, it's like if your tooth hurts and you're like, oh, well, it hurts, and you just leave it. What do you, you think going to happen? But you again? have to accept a little bit of responsibility because when a customer has a negative experience, even if they're not necessarily 100 percent right, or they are 100 percent right, you're still somehow part of that equation. You have to bear some of the responsibility and adjust. So if someone's complaining because you know you. you 
you know, dude, I blamed I blamed staff for a lot of stuff a long time uh, for a right. long time. And uh, in the past few weeks, somebody said something to me, and I'm like, and they're like, it's not your fault. And then I'm like, no, dude, guess yeah, what? It is. They effed up, yeah. like they fucked the whole thing up. But ultimately, I hired them. Mm-hmm. I identified an issue. I did nothing about it. So what did you think was going to happen? What did I think was going to happen? Accountability is such a critical, critical. Right. Right. So when you're a small business owner, if you lack accountability, there's no shot for you. So you have to bear the weight. You have to have broad shoulders. A lot of people, a lot of people. I learned this when I was at Legal Seafoods. And uh, one of my my bosses at the time, who was a a close friend now, too. um, I don't know if he saw something in me or whatever. But, you know, he humbled me quickly when it came to accountability. So as soon as somebody would say something to me, I'm like, well, yeah, yeah but this person, no, but what is Spiro? It's, I'm talking mm-hmm. about Spiro. Right. You know, and I use that now, and I'm like, yo, you want to show me that you're about this, you're about this brand, that, that, that you're a responsible person, you're looking to grow with this company or with this brand, and you get it? Don't care about what everybody else is doing. Care right. about what we're talking about. Right. These are the issues. How are we going to fix them? And let's move forward. Right. Self-awareness mm-hmm. is... A huge element in success. So, like again, like I own a restaurant, but as an entrepreneur, you have to be that therapist, that counselor. You have to. Everyone has a different point of approach. You, I can't talk to you the same way as I talk to John, as I talk to Maria, as I talk to whoever. Right, they're all different people. See, right, you ha- you have to get to know them when you're on a small level like us. You know what I mean? Well, it's your, it's your bread. Like, so everything starts there. I mean, you're, it's right. when you have a big corporation with 300, you go to Cheesecake Factory and they lose a server one night, big deal. You know, they, they make, well, you lose a server and it hurts. Oh, I say that all the time. Yeah, I'm you like, spend so much time. I said it today. I said it today to somebody. I said, you know, like, it, it, it's when you have 500 people working for you. Right. Like, you know, one person goes, there's 499 other people looking for that. They'll take that spot. Right, they'll take it. No that. problem. But how can you, the challenges, the challenges of being a small business owner, um, one of the main challenges is like, how do you, how do you hold people accountable, right? How do you, um, how do you reprimand someone or h- how do you maintain a standard that's, that the standard that you set, how do you maintain that when in the process of maintaining that standard, you may create something where that person leaves and now there's a hole right. there. Right. So now what I identified about myself where I shouldn't be in the kitchen and growing my brand. Now I'm back in the kitchen. It's like, a, it's like, weird. it's a cycle. I find, I find that to be evident. It's like running on an escalator. It's, it's if you stop it running, it's going to pull you back. It's going to pull you back. And every once in a while you got to go back. You got to get back in the trenches. Right. Cause you, you know what it is? You, you're the commander, man. Bro, like, I wash dishes. Yeah. Like you got to get dirty sometimes. Saturday. You know, I'm, I'll move cars around, you know, I, you know, put air in tires. I'll wash cars. You know, every once in a while you got to get back in there and it's not because you got to show your employees that you, that you can still do it. It's just because you got to get in there and make sure you got to get through. You got to get in there and make sure everything's working right. Sometimes when you have a small business, that's what, that's what you got to do. Uh, talk to me a little bit. So now you're, you're, you're transitioning, you're, you're looking at the store in Revere. You're, you're thinking about opening it. We talked about this a little bit when I came to the restaurant to visit you. Um, and this was a big, big leap for you. So this was this, I mean, I don't know the extent of your business investments, but this sounds like it might've been one of the biggest moves you made. Dude, I saved a little bit of money. And I'm like, I want to open another restaurant. Right. So what I started doing is, um, see, I'm, I'm one of those, like, I, I don't look, I, I wasn't looking to do something. I'm, I'm going to buy everything brand new and it's going to be amazing. I just started piecing the thing together. I didn't have a property and I'd go online. So you had a vision. I had a vision. You had a vision. I want it. You know what? I'm ready to take the next step. But I didn't know it was going to be what it is. So I thought I was just going to open another of what I created 
And the biggest differentiator between the two is well, one, one it's, experience. It's, it's it's experience, and it's 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 an evolution of, of where it okay, started. So it became it became a sit down restaurant with that experience and a bar in it. Right. But it's still not fully there. So okay. I think the third rendition of if I if I do another easy pie, it will be a full blown two hundred seat restaurant. Right. I mean, I, I have a different mentality on it. So like, like a yard house. Right. Like the takeout, it, not even that big, but the takeout would be completely separate. Because mm. I built, if you walk in, I like it has this huge front counter. Yeah, I noticed that, and it's a it's that's it a, was, it's an important part of real estate. Like when you have a smaller restaurant, it became it became it became like a communal table. Mm. But initially, it was a front a counter. A lot of take a lot of people just coming, grabbing right. the food, and taking off yeah. because it's pizza. Right. So that's the thing. So, so, so you can experience it both ways. You can come sit down, have a yeah, beer. Yeah. The challenge. The challenge. The challenge with pizza. Okay. The challenge with pizza is like you try to say that okay, it's a restaurant. For years, pizza shops and pizza have been presented in a specific way. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So like when I started creating these pizzas, initially I'm like, someone's like, dude, they're underpriced. I'm like, well, I mean, it's just pizza. It took me a while to realize to it's that, not yeah. just pizza. Right. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like taking the mentality that people have had forever on this product, <clears throat> excuse me, and telling them, hey, listen, it, it's not just what you think. So when somebody comes in and says to me, $32 for one pizza. Right. It's very basic. Like I spoke to one of my buddies. He owns. He's a he's a, he's a managing partner of Texas Roadhouse, and he was in with his manager. And we still kind of we, we bounce ideas off each other. And we work together. We do some things. Oh, that's and a dope his manager, up, man. That's a dope. He's my boy. I mean, he was dope. he was my boss at Legal. Talk about insight. That's huge, man. Yeah. So so he says to me, uh, he comes in and we're, we're we're working on something. I'm helping him with some graphic design stuff for for oh, Texas nice. Roadhouse, yeah. um, with all the extra time that I have. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> but he's my boy. Uh, so so basically, what ends up happening is his manager's like, oh, I noticed that the prices are a little steep. And I said, okay, let me ask you this okay family of four comes in to texas roadhouse right what's the average per head and what's the final ticket she goes i don't know about 20 dollars a person right cool sounds about right <clears throat> about 20 dollars a person okay so a party of four comes in they're paying 80 dollars minimum yeah without right? tip without tip who knows if you're having cocktails or whatever right now you're talking about my fully loaded pizza it feeds five to six people right it's 30 bucks let's call it five people Right. That's $6 a head for dinner. Right. It's not That's the get cheapest cheaper. dinner you're going to get anyway. It's not going to get cheaper. No. The problem is people look at it like one item. And right. Because they look at it feeding four right. or five people. Yeah. And, or and anybody people. who's been to Easy Pie can, will realize quickly that a pizza there is designed to be a meal. Not, right. Not, but it's all how you present it. So right. like if you're the hole in the wall, Greek style, if I did Spiro's House of Pizza, right. you can't. You know no, what I mean? No, you can't. You got to be at nine York. bucks. Yeah. Go to New York. Go to Cali. They're, they're, they're selling... Large cheese pies for twenty two bucks. Right. So that people must have been a big obstacle. So you're opening up Revere now. You got to deal with that obstacle. You got to sort of teach the people of Revere that there's value in a premium product. product. Right. right. I mean, and it's and it's and, and honestly, dude, here's what happens. So you could lower your prices, right, and try to be com- competitive with the people next door, and run around like absolute crazy and have small margins. Right. Right. It's like you with the dealership, right? You could sell. You can run around and think about all the work that would go into selling used Honda Civics right. all day long. Five, you, you, if you were like, I'm not going to sell a car over $6,000 in here. Yeah. You're going to sell tons of them. You're doing all this work and your margins are really small. That's, I've been here before. Right. Literally. I, I'd rather sell <laughs> one S500. Right, right, right. It might sit on the lot for a little bit, mm-hmm. but you do the work once. You're right. not doing the work 30 times yeah. to make the same money. You're doing it once. So what ends up happening is you're... 
my food's for everyone. Number one, I don't, I didn't, I don't price it in a way. It's priced. No, you made it makes hundred like you just made a hundred percent sense. Like, what do you mean? That's that. Right. You're talking about even thirty five dollars for pizza, and it even just feeds four people. Right. I mean, you're at nine bucks a head. Like, where are right. you going to go for nine bucks? You can't get a roast beef and some French fries for nine bucks anymore. Can't get McDonald's, McDonald's for nine McDonald's, bucks. Yeah, for nine bucks can't. anymore. So it's actually great value. I didn't see it that way because I was more coming for the experience. And I right. honestly, I don't buy food that way. Like when I consume, I don't food, look at the prices. It's not. Yeah, and it's not that because. I, I don't care. It's just because, right. you know, like I, I'm looking at value differently. But um, but for the people of Revere, that community, it's different. Not, not, not used to paying 30 bucks for a large so pizza. When I start when I started building the place, I mean. And this I, is I, not a large cheese pizza, by the way, for everybody listening. We're not talking about 30 bucks for a large cheese no, pizza. No, no. A cheese pizza is like 12 or 13 bucks. Yeah, you're talking about a loaded pizza that has like real Dude, I, one of my, fresh Dude, one of my pizzas is almost 10 pounds. Right. So we're talking you know about, I mean? yeah, we're talking about. I have about, a poopoo platter pizza. On the menu, it's called the Last Dragon, mm. and it has like every element of a poopoo platter on it. And it's like someone can complain and say, "What thirty-two bucks, dude? A poopoo platter is like yeah. thirty-eight bucks." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A poopoo platter for four. Right, right. Go right. to Kowloon's and get one. Right. So it's like now this this is feeding six people, man. Right. You're welcome. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like it's not it's not what you think, and th- that's part of the challenge. So you know when when it comes to to building a brand, restaurant or not, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you, there are these especially when 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 your mind you're like I'm going to do something and it's going to change the game. Do you know what I mean? You have to understand that within that you're going to have to face the obstacle of saying I get it like that's how it used to be over there. We're not like that. So that's why we are the way we are. So right. there's there's a learning curve. You have curve. to create value. There's a learning curve, right? Yeah. And people understand that. And I and in 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 Did you find that the people like in Revere for example and I'm, I'm focusing more on Revere because this show is more about the North Shore than, than right, right, right. No, n- nothing against Braintree, but did you was it challenging at the beginning for for people on the North Shore to you know spend thirty five bucks or something? No, pizza uh, or, coming, or, did, or were they open? Were they saying you know what? Let me try it out because you never know. I mean, because it is at the end of the day, you're selling yourself as what we would call a pizza place, right? I want and, everyone to enjoy it, so it's like you know what? If I if I if I price it, I make the margins that I'm supposed to make. Um, I'm, I'm kind of zoning some people out, you know, and at the same time, I'm like, I was nervous about it and certain people around me, uh, my girl being one of them saying, listen, dude, this stuff is amazing. Why are you, yeah. why this are is you, your wife? Yeah. yeah. It's like, why are you, why are you? That's amazing, man. And it's something I, I you're I, selling I, it short. Like, don't do that. And then, you know, I started thinking about these major brands, you know, these consistent, amazing major brands that have been around for a long time. And I'm like, dude, some people will spend $300 on a belt because there's some, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it, it, we're not doing that. We're not, we're, not, we're not gouging anybody at all. It's just sometimes, you, you know, you have to put a price. I mean, it, it's weird how, how the consumer works, bro. The consumer sometimes will see a high price on something and say, that has to be good. It wouldn't be expensive if it wasn't good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to take this conversation to the, <laughs> the, the the cost analysis of my menu. But in other words, in order for Easy well, Pie to survive and become the brand that it needs to become, I need to look at it for what it is and say, "Hey, dude, this is a high quality item." Right, and you're not at. I mean, when you really break it down, it's not expensive. It's not it's expensive, not expensive it's just, at all. It's just not what we're used to. That's why I'm right. saying when 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 you move into that community and then you come out with a thirty thirty five dollar pizza, perception right away must be like, "Whoa, thirty five bucks for pizza? I can go to in that to, environment. To, I can go to." so-and-so house of pizza and get right. it for 18 bucks. Go ahead. 
that's what I mean. Go ahead, but they're not going to get the same level no, of product. You're no, you're not, not. going to have that kind of experience. But there are other there are other cities and other states where they've already they've already adopted that. They get right. it. They, they're over it. They just they're over they, that yeah. that hump. And, but but here's the thing with Revere. So I was nervous about Revere first because it, it, Revere is like a um, old school. Yeah, you know what I mean, I mean? it's like, a very who knows who. it's a very every city on the North Shore has a has so a deep I, culture. So I and they do they still do. Yeah, but. What's happening is like the North Shore now, especially the cities that are kind of around Route One and the highway. Yeah, they've become the new Somerville and Cambridge. Correct. Because yeah. those places are so oversaturated. Yeah. So the demographic is changing. There, mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much diversity, and there's a lot of young professionals that and are moving. Proximity in. to Boston is perfect for. That's commuting. what it is. So, so a lot of people are transplants. They're coming from from you know Western Mass, or they're coming from out of state, and instead of going to Cambridge and Somerville and right. paying through the nose. They're getting these amazing homes or yeah, luxury in a, condos. In a great city because Revere is a nice city. I mean, it's, it's an amazing a, city. It's an amazing it's city. An amazing and city. the people of Revere are, you know, I, I grew up in Lynn. It's the next town over. I right. think there's a lot of similarities between Lynn and Revere. Bro, listen, I grew up in Rosendale. You grew up in Lynn. Correct. In the well, days where people considered them to be really crappy and slummy at right, the time. Exactly, I mean, yeah. look at what's going on. It's like right. a renaissance. It is a huge really. renaissance. You know and you're I mean? part of it. That's why I wanted to have you on the show because I feel like you're really at you're really on the cutting edge of that. You know, there's a there's someone there's a developer who's managed to put up like five or six or seven or eight big buildings behind you. And for the people and for the people listening, Easy Pie is right next to the Revere Cinema. There used to be. A, we're in the we're in the parking lot with Harley Davidson. Right. So we're in the Harley Davidson complex, or right across the street from the Squire. Everybody Harley Davidson, the Squire. Boston, the Squire. You know what I mean. There's the, the Showcase Cinemas. Showcase Cinemas. So it's it's right off the highway. Right. And it's here's the thing. I I, I never thought to myself, even though I had moved to the North Shore, yeah. I wasn't. You're a like, transplant. Yeah, North Shore transplant. I am, but I wasn't like, dude, I got to open something in the North Shore. Revere is the perfect spot. I was blind to the fact that Revere was going in the direction that it was going in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, you know. The the mayor at the time, uh, you know, he he was doing some good things for 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 Revere, and then there was a there was a basically like a a, a change and a, a, a new young a mayor change came of the in, guard, yeah. change of the guard and for the better or for the worse, for the different. I mean, I think that the it's new just, mayor. I, I listen. I don't want to downplay the old one for the new one or whatever. Okay. I think they're both great guys. Um, I think that uh, the new mayor. Um, Mayor Rigo, he's a young guy. He's a Revere native, and he's doing some amazing progressive things for the city of Revere. A lot of the old schoolers, it's a tough pill to swallow because it's change. Right. But you know what, though? He's planting this seed right. that's going to grow and benefit the city for years to come. Yeah. So even if he loses this election or if he, you know, like if he goes away at some point, He's going to sit back and watch that seed grow for years to come. He made some really cool decisions, I think, right. for Revere, and it's going to generate a lot of tax revenue for the city, and it's going to allow a lot of nice things to happen. I mean, yeah. they're they're redeveloping the like beach Salem and Day. Suffolk Downs, and they're doing some things where it's like it's going to it's going to. This is what I said to him. I, I sat down with the mayor. I said, "You know what you did? You took a diamond and you polished it. Right. It was already Revere's all already awesome. Mm -hmm. The North Shore is awesome. You know what I mean? It just became very." Old school. And it's hard. You know, you see Waylus go away. You see the hilltop go away. You see the little mini golf thing go away. And some cool places are opening. There's some sterile stuff happening. A lot of right. these new style developments are coming in, these mixed-use things, whatever. But, okay, it could stay old and run down, and you can leave it like that, or you can There has to be a resurgence of commerce. Like There, there has, has to be, and something has to motivate that change. Dude, it's like cultivating crops, right? It's, Don't yeah, they, like, they let things die, and they put something new in there. To, yeah. You have to change things right, up. Exactly. You have to change things up. Salem did a, you're not from the North Shore, but in the 90s, Salem was like, 
it was not nice downtown Salem. It was beat. It was beat. It was just <laughs> right. And now, you know, they have a they had a mayor and still continue to have a mayor that sort of had that that type of vision and right. they've turned it around. Right. And they've really attracted a lot of businesses in that downtown area, especially right. sort of like an easy pie where right. they where they're willing to take a chance because the people in the community right. They want it. But think about what I did, too. It's like people are like, oh, my God, it must have been like pulling teeth to get a liquor license. No, it wasn't. Because what they mm. want is they want this new hip stuff in there. They want that. You know yeah. what I mean? And kind of like. Well, there's an influx of, of young right, professionals. Right. And, and people think yeah. I'm scared of, 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 well, what if they build, uh, what if another restaurant comes? Cool. Let it come in. Because you know what it does? It, it creates a buzz in the area and it draws more people to the area. Right. I don't want to be the only show in town. You're going to get sick of me real quick right, if you're eating right. easy. I mean, granted, we have 2,000 things on the menu, but when you hit number 2,000, <laughs> you right, get right. sick of us. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, it, it, it's it's not really competition. I think it's just adding, you know? But it, what, it, what ends up happening is I think every era has its its cookie-cutter feel. Like, these new things. Like, like Linfield Market's cool, but those right. things are opening everywhere. Yeah, they are. Quickly, that's the new mall, and quickly too. That's, that's the, the new mall. mall. Yeah, that's that. But it's tough for for uh, independent like myself it's, to compete. There's like a Wahlburgers in everyone. Are your burgers like Wahlburgers? I mean, are they like Shake Shack? These are like big box brands. You know right. what I mean? And it's you know there's a certain. But I, I got to tell you, man, I've been to Wahlburgers. I've been to Shake Shack. Like I've been to all they're those all places. Good. I'm they're all decent. Have... Yeah, they're all decent. But there's a different vibe coming at Easy Pie. Yeah, man. it's easy. Like they have a they have a nice cultured feel to them, but it's cool. it's, it's a little sterile. It is because terrible. they put up a big show and there's a, they spend a lot of money doing up the showroom, but the, it lacks in detail. Right, like the people don't truly buy into the culture. Yeah, they do. They do they're training. Just em- some of them are just employees, dude. Right, you just, know what I mean? They're just employees. I think at Easy Pie, the differentiator. Like I, lo- I personally, when it comes to business, I enjoy the idea of going against big corporations. Right, because I'm. Like it's David versus Goliath. I'm nimble. Like right. I love being small. Right. I love getting small. I love fighting from the from right. the underdog position. That's just who I am. But Easy Pie. You stack that up to Wahlburgers or or Shake Shack, like for me, you have to put all those burgers together to compete. Right, exactly. Like right. so, what they're buying into is, oh, Mark Wahlberg or the Wahlberg family or whatever owns that. So like, you know, he's Boston. We're we're gonna go for it. So that's why they even give it a shot. My my beef is, and another reason I love this idea of this podcast that I'm developing is, people are forgetting to acknowledge the local businesses that are owned by local people that right. are that are putting out a far superior product because right. it's cool and trendy to say, oh yeah, I went to Market Street and had Wahlburgers. But it's like, yo, Easy Pie is doing a better burger. Right. And this dude lives in the community. He's a part of the community. He's a part of the community. Right. Um, his employees are part of the community. Right. He's committed himself. There's a difference between what they're doing and what I'm doing, right? So That needs to be celebrated it, more. The I think so. Yeah. And, I th- and, I, and, I, and, I, and I think that people are embracing that. I think the younger generation. I mean, the the younger generation the is. The millennials yeah. are getting a lot of shit from people, but I think that they're, they're into quality. They're they, into local too, and I love, local, yeah, I love craft, them. right? Handcraft, like everybody's throwing the, the cra- like handcrafted or craft name around, but not everybody's doing that. I mean, it's, it's a lot of the stuff is made in a factory somewhere and shipped out to these places. Like my <laughs> stuff is made by hand, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? It's made by hand, and it's tough to stay competitive because these bigger brands can pay more money right. to do less work. The guys in or the the people that work for me, like sometimes they're not. They could be making a little bit more somewhere else. But they enjoy being a part of something special, and they understand that for the difference between me and a big brand is the bottom line for them is the bottom line of a uh, of of a P and L. It's their money. My bottom line is my guest. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
Money comes if you if you provide a good product, dude. You're gonna do well. If you focus focus on the process, you're gonna do well. If you focus what's on important, you're gonna do well. If you only focus on the money, you lose focus on you're what done. the most important part is. Yeah. It's your guests. Well, They're just, the lifeblood. You're of, gonna you're not gonna enjoy it either. I no. mean, like, and you have to enjoy it because it's a long road. All right. Yeah. There are certain things, man. That, that like the, the challenges are very difficult, and it, and it becomes hard for me. And and there are some really crazy days and depressing days. But then there are times where like like Something as simple as somebody coming in and like taking a photo of the food or freaking out when they see yes. it or saying, dude, this is the best thing I ever had. Yes. And it's like, yes, this is yes. what I did. This, this is what is I do what it I for. what I do it for, yeah. That's the truth, man. That's not bullshit. Agreed. That That's, is not for me. I mean, that is not bullshit. Same so like thing. somebody comes into your dealership and, and has an amazing experience, you don't feel amazing? Amazing is not right. even a word. I right. mean, f- you put your blood... Sw- it's like, re-energizing. It's just you put everything into it. I mean, any small business owner will tell you like... It's it's your child. It's right. like saying if someone saw your kid and said, "Wow, she's beautiful," or she did a great job today at soccer, right. or whatever. That is a huge compliment, right? And on the flip side, you know, when you get the negative stuff, it's a hard challenge, and it's very difficult to sort of take the position that you know I got to use this constructively because it comes from a right. It comes from a destructive point of view. Right. So in other words, people are not necessarily giving you feedback so that you can get better. They're usually giving you feedback because they're upset. I agree. And it's like, you know, and I can understand why you're upset. I want to learn. So can you please? That's why. But I, as a small business owner, I appreciate, like, if somebody comes up to me and says, yo, dude, you guys, like, I've been coming here for X amount of time and you guys have been screwing up. Like, I, 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 would, I would love to hear that. But typically what ends up happening is like the that. internet has given people a platform to really, like, to, like, bash your business sometimes. And it's kind of like. You dude, don't have to do that. If you had called me, I would That's give you the mean. shirt off my back to make it right. Not so you don't tell people that we suck, but because I'm, I'm genuinely concerned exactly. with you having a good experience. That's 100% exactly my point is that it's not that I don't make mistakes. I'm not going to say I don't make right. mistakes. We're, we human. Are, we're human beings right. running these businesses. Right. What I'm saying is if something happens, give me the opportunity to show you right. that I just made a mistake. Don't tell 20 people not to eat in my place. Right. <laughs> so for me, honestly, like the whole idea of reviews, which I don't want to talk too much about it because it's really not that serious. But yeah. The, the whole idea of reviews and that people take the time to write these bad reviews, if they were to just make a phone call and at least give the business it, an opportunity. You would make it right. Yeah, I would make it right nine out of ten times. There's, sometimes there's nothing you can do to console somebody. It's, right. just, it's, it's a lost cause. But in the food business, you get a lot more feedback um, because there's a lot more transactions, a high transaction business. Like right. for me, you know, if you sell three, four cars every day, that's only three, four. You're having, you have three, four customers um, like Right. Every half hour or whatever Someday. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Someday. Someday. So you have a lot more opportunity, a lot more interaction, a lot more transactions. Yeah, per- percentage wise, there's a lot more, more margin. We can make a mistake, right, right. you know. Like, bottom line is, like, I wish and for customers and for people listening, like, if, you, if you're listening to, to this podcast and you've had a bad experience with the business, give them an opportunity. Just trust me. This is me and Spiro talking. Like, we, we live, like, we bleed our businesses. Like, if you called me and said, I actually had this, this, right. this happened to me not too long ago. I, it worked out perfectly. I actually just recently sold a car to a friend of mine that I, that I went to high school with. I haven't seen her in 15 years, but she saw us on Facebook and she knew that I owned the dealership. She's like, hey, you know what? If I buy a car, I'm going to go talk to Nick. So she came in. I helped her find a car. She was upset because the car wasn't necessarily cleaned as well as she thought. I get it. And that happened. It's like, you know, it's like if the pizza was cooked just a little too much. Right. You know, and it wasn't done intentionally. We were busy and, 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 and that kind of stuff happens. And I told her, listen, I'm sorry. I truly am sorry. But she reached out to me. She said, listen, I don't want to complain because we know each other, but I just want to give you the heads up. I, it wasn't that clean. And I had that. I really wanted that experience of picking up a nice clean car. And I said, listen, I'm so sorry. Right. Come in anytime. I'll, right. I'll, 
I'll make it right. Just give me the opportunity. But you've learned how to, you've learned how to how to accept the information and right. translate it. Into and she did positive. a good job. She did a great job of communicating right. it to me. And I think if you present that to any small business right. like that, you're gonna get nine out of ten times. You're gonna get the outcome that you should right. really want. If what you really wanted to do was bash me, then I guess that's the type of person who just goes in and bashes. But from me looking at it from a small business perspective, right. if I went to Spirit, if I went to Easy Pie and I didn't like, which by the way, dude, best onion rings I've ever had, man. You like them? Unbelievable. Are those homemade? Dude, they're not. Oh my <laughs> I'm god! I'm not gonna lie. Anyways, to you. But, but, but we pick and choose our battles. Yeah, keep, yeah, we pick keep, and choose our battles. So like, a, I if, if something <laughs> something is not scratch made in our place, it's gonna it's be still top a higher notch, end though. product. They're I bomb. Can, I can tell they're bomb. They're bomb. They're honestly, actually, I can't give you best. I'm gonna give you Tide because one of my buddies has a restaurant too. We'll and, probably buy them at the same place. <laughs> <laughs> but back to what I was saying. If your onions were a little <laughs> overcooked and I decided right. to go on and write you a bad review, what's the net result of that? Is that I just got the I just I got it out of my system? Really, you know, I'm a little kind of harms the business. It right. I don't want to hurt you. Don't what you I really want to do is just call and say, hey, listen, guys, I got these onions. They weren't cooked that great. Is there some way you guys can help me out? Maybe right. next time I come. Right. Well, listen, there are, there are people that genuinely want to tell you. Sometimes they, they refrain from calling to tell you because they're like, they're going to think I want something for free. Right. You know? Okay. And in fact, they I'm just, cool with that. I am too, but they, they, don't, they don't want something for free. They, there's some real people out there that are right. like, I'm just telling you because this is what happened. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I'd rather hear it because what if I get what if I get seven of those calls a week? Then I know there's a problem. Right, and it, I can stop it before and it I becomes it a better. cancer in my business. I can make so it what better. did I do? I went and had a talk with the cleanup department. I said, guys, listen, I know that we were busy. I know that it wasn't done intentionally, but let's just open our eyes a little more because right. we had a complaint come in, and let's all just pay a little more attention. Right. You think, know what happens there? I think you were there? fortunate it was someone that you I, knew because if you didn't know them, they may turn around and leave a Yelp review. Right, and just say, hey, listen, they're they, the worst thing ever. You know, right. And that's how cr crazy it gets. But in reality, it's, give me a call. Like Honestly, give me a call. And the same right. thing with Easy Pie. I mean, when you're a small business, you're, you're too vulnerable. I mean, people don't go on, like Google it, Comcast. But it's your life, dude. Google Comcast, no reviews show up. Right. But who likes Comcast? I, I hate Comcast. Right. I can't get anything accomplished. Something, right. God forbid, something happens to my right. cable. It's like a four-hour process. Right. But Google, you Google Easy Pie and someone well, has a bad experience. I think it's easy for them because we're we're they, it's it's realistic for them to complain about the small guy. The big guy, it's like nobody's gonna even waste their time. Nobody wastes their time. You know what I mean? Man. But why do that to somebody that's that's I actually agree. hustling every day? It's a part of their life. Dude. I agree. You know what I mean? So and that's how and that's how I see it. I mean, every day I wake up and it's like. Family first, number one. So the first thing I think about is not easy pie. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Yeah. I mean, I got a kid at home, and you know what I mean? And, and I have a family, and, and, and that's what's most important. That's why I like when you said legacy, because in the end, that's what's, it's not, you know, my dad is the guy who started Easy Pie. Right. It's my dad did this, this, and this. You know what I say to everybody? And it started about? with Easy and if Pie. In, 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 and honestly, dude, like, and honestly, like, life is short. You know what I mean? And you don't, you, you know, it's, anything can happen at any time. Agreed. You know what I mean? Um, leaving a legacy or leaving something, um, like my, my kid can work at easy pie if he wants, mm -hmm. he can sell easy pie if he wants, he's not going to be forced to do what I do. Just like my dad didn't force me to do what he does. You know what I mean? But I definitely think it's a vehicle to provide for a good life. Do you know what I mean? And you can learn a lot of lessons working in a small business. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. You can learn tons of, tons of lessons. Right. Um, so, so, you know, it's. It's 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 a it's a daily struggle. But you can learn a lot of lessons, you know. As a child, you got to remember now. Your son is seeing you go out and grind every day and hustle right. every day. I mean, monkey see, monkey do. I right. mean, the chances that he's gonna be just like you are very high. I mean, I, I don't know if that's what you want for your child. That's what I want from. I want my kids to pick up their sword and their shield and go battle every day. Like I don't right. want my kids to be sitting around being complacent or comfortable with with Dude. mediocrity. Like for me, ambition was a big part of of who but I you was. You got to push. 
Agree. It, it's I not easy. There's no seventh place trophy. No, it's it's not in. You know, it's that's not, old school. It's not in my. It's not in my parenting book. But right. you know, I can understand that people want to live that way. That's not for me. Right. Uh, that's that's not a hustler's mentality, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And that's the thing. I think that I think that right now, um, I what's inside of me to get up every day and work and the motivation, um, for me, it it wasn't something that was self-taught. Yeah. It's it's subliminal. My dad didn't say, "Hey, get up." asshole go to work he never yeah. said that my mom never said that but we definitely learned by example so i i didn't see my parents not work my mom worked full-time my dad worked full-time right. i mean my mom recently retired man do you know what i mean mm -hmm. she could have retired you know a little bit younger right she, she worked it keeps you sharp one of my buddies he just came he, he had moved he was helping me at the beginning when i opened up uh, easy pie revere um we had gone as far as trying to develop our own POS system. It was like this crazy thing, man. It was such a fun thing. Didn't end up working. Guy goes to Miami, comes back, and we're talking. And he's like, dude, he's like, I've been gone for like a year. He's like, I can't believe what's going on here. Like, You've only been in Revere for two years now. Almost. September almost will be two, two years. years. So you've seen probably an exponential amount of growth in those two years, right? Like things have gone crazy for you. Right. And, and honestly, I didn't just open in here's Easy Pie Revere. It's like I said to you, it's a work in progress. Right, right. It's been evolving. So it's, it's just, it's, it's constantly evolving. So dude. for him to leave day one and then to see what you've turned you know what he into. Says to me? He goes, dude, I was like, man, I'm tired. He goes, yeah, but you know what, man? He's like, you're going to live forever. He's like, because you're always working. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, in other words, it keeps yeah. you sharp. Dude, people go, but would you sit down and you stop hustling? Yeah, I agree. You 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 turn into a baked potato sometimes. <laughs> you just like your, your brain goes. Right, you know right. what I mean. So you stay sharp. Because That's why I say I'll never retire. It's not it's not in the it's not in the cards for me. Retirement means something different. Like I'm always gonna have projects going on. Right. And my to me, I'm winning if I'm if I'm living my own life. Like yeah, if I'm if I'm in control, I'm winning. But with the dealership or my restaurant or whatever, like if it's done right, if if the groundwork is 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 created properly. Um, you know, I could be 60 years old and own five restaurants and not step in any of them. Do you, you know could, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And if that's your goal, you could also take the position that, you know what? I really just want to be a really good pizza chef. Like right. I want to, I just want to have one store and I enjoy making the pizza. Some people or have an exit strategy. See, I never, I never approached anything with an exit strategy. So one of, one of my other buddies that owns, um, uh, owns a bunch of restaurants in Boston. He's like, man, one day we're going to sell everything and be on an Island in Greece. And I'm like, who's we? Like, I never, right. I never thought to myself. There's got to be an exit strategy. I like because in my head it's like I love doing it so much. Like why would I? Why you know what I'm saying? Like you have this amazing, you have this amazing perfect marriage, and somebody says to you, "Yeah, when you finally get divorced, you're like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I agree why would you. I do yeah, that? Yeah, like I want to die doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if it's not easy pie, it's gonna be something else creative. Right. But I mean, it's all gonna stem from there. Right. You know, in, in in turning in turning my my brand into something that's well known, turning it into something other than food itself. Like I said, when I say it's a lifestyle brand, like I want you to come to, to yeah, I want you to go somewhere and get the beer. Yeah, I noticed and you got you have your own labeled beer, clothing, you, got, you have t-shirts, clothing, yeah, pop sockets, phone covers, koozies. Like it's not because I want people to be like, oh, what's easy pie? It's like it's a part of it. Pizza is culture. Do right. you know what I mean? And food is culture. Like it's a part of food all of us. Country, right. I mean, think about think about like we we have an ethnic background. I mean, we're, you know, our families are from Greece. Think about what a major role food plays. In our culture, huge, yeah. it's huge. You know it's what I mean? Huge. It's it's such a it's such yeah. a huge part of our culture, and uh, in, in, in how it represents us. And being Americans, you know, like what I do and what we do in my restaurant is part of American culture, dude. Right. And what you're doing and what I'm doing, that's what our folks came here for. Yeah. It's the American dream. It is the American. We're living. We're living, breathing examples of the American dream. Right. And I'm I'm 
It's like any family. Like America is like a family, right? Every family has problems. But we're still a good family. This is an amazing country, man. And oh, man. Think about, think about the best country in the our world. Parents, and you our can't parents argue came that. here from, from the dirt. Right. And we're... They were facing famine, bro, and, and political right. unrest. Crazy um, shit. Some crazy stuff. Crazy you know, shit. like I said, when my dad came here with 35 bucks, I'm sure your dad has a very similar story. I mean, right. it, it's it's unfathomable for most people to understand, to co- really truly comprehend what that feels like to come to a country, not even speak the language. You know, what, you know what it reminds me of? Thinking about what they did. You know, that show Naked and Afraid. Yes, yes. That's what they did. That's what they did. <laughs> I mean, they had they clothes, put, but... <laughs> right, but they put them in a strange place with nothing. They put, might as well have put them in the jungle because right. it's, it's... they But came there's no here. cameras around. No. It, and you have to you have to make it. And you that's have to, the real hustle. Yeah, I mean, my dad went to work the next day. You can't beat that story. As far as I'm concerned, like, that's the American dream. You came here with nothing. When you say nothing, it's not like a... We're not playing it up, like literally nothing. Nothing. You know, nothing. Didn't have you didn't have clothes. Like your suitcase right. had like three articles of clothes. Right. Thank God my mom had come right. earlier. She had a job and she was saving up now some it's money. Like we came here with nothing. I only have four pairs of Jordans yeah, with it's me. Like, yeah, I got four <laughs> pairs of Jordans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, nothing. And, and n- government assistance, right. which my parents never got. I'm well, sure your mine, parents never no, did. Never, they never. would never accept government assistance because it was too their, proud. Right, they were too proud. So right. my dad went to work the next day. Right. He didn't say, "Oh, and let never me go stopped." Ne- just, just retired a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, never stopped working. Just reco- So you can't, for me, you wake, you see that happen every day. Like you wake up every morning and see your dad busting his ass. Right. My mom busting her ass. Same story. Well, I'm my sure. dad's just, 82. He's a tank. I mean. The dude's a man. You can't, you can't help but recognize what work ethic is. I don't know a lot of people that are first generation Americans that don't have a strong work ethic. It's just a matter of whether or not they can actually put it down and, and put it into something. I think a right. lot of, yeah, a lot of confusion happens with, with, people like you and I who come from, from, from immigrant families is when they try to sort of uh, acclimate to American society sort of on the corporate side. It's right. a little harder because a lot, a lot harder. our parents are more independent-minded. Even though they worked, may have worked corporate structure right. jobs or, or as a carpenter or right. whatever the case may be, they still are very independent thinkers. Right. So it's a little harder. but Because they weren't raised in... The, the, with the American mindset. Right, exactly. Which is like, sometimes we're trained to be a certain way. Yeah. So I think maybe uh, we have a bit of a competitive edge because we were edge. raised in that environment exactly. where, you know, it's weird, man. Like, so so when I when I left my corporate job, right, like my parents, for the most part, play everything safe. You know what I mean? They, they weren't yeah. major risk takers. That's fine. They have their home. They have their car. I, I went to them. I said, hey, you know, like I went to New York and I got chosen for this thing and you know, like this is this is the singing. Yeah, was this, this, yeah, you know, whatever. And I had a job making like a ton of money. Like I was like, I made it. I got a job making all this money. And my dad said to me, um, <clears throat> not that I have these crazy long conversations. Like it's old school, man. He's from Greece. You know, right, what right, I mean? right. It's like we sit down. And he's like, son, let me explain to you. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like it's like you just get it. Five words. Five <laughs> words, but it's like they're to the point, and you get it. You know right. what I'm saying? And you know, he's saying those five words because he knows. Right. All right. So he just said to me, listen. Kind of crazy, but make sure this is something you want to do mm-hmm. because when you're my age, I don't want you to look back and regret that you right. didn't do it. You know, I never expected that. I expected my dad to say, no, you're crazy. Yeah. Like, you're making $100,000 a year. Stop. Like, don't, you know what I mean? He was just like, it's weird, man, because my because growing up, my dad was more the traditionalist, and my mom my mom was like very open minded, almost like mm-hmm. she was raised in America. Yeah, same you know story, what I'm saying? Same story. Yeah. You know, it's like I I, I want to get a motorcycle. My mother's like, "You're crazy." My dad's like, "If that's what you want to do, just be careful and do it, right. so you don't regret <laughs> it." You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Because obviously, like, think about it. Like, how old your pops? Uh, Sixty five. Oh, your dad's young. Man. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, Thirty eight. 
Wow. So you look yeah. at that. So my dad had me like at the same time I had my kid. So yeah. my dad's 82 and 42, yeah. right? We have a 40 year different. I mean, he's he's a totally different animal compared to me. He, I mean, imagine the things that he yeah, saw. Exactly. He, he had you <laughs> German occupation and all that other stuff. Right, you right. know what I mean? But he's wise enough and profound enough to say, hey, listen, you only live once, right? I'm at a point where maybe one or two things that I should have done or I think I should have done, I regret not doing them. Right. I don't ever want you to feel that. So that's, it's so weird. Take that it's, chances. It's, in, it's inside my, it's it's weird. It's not like I said, what my dad said. It's just, it's how I operate. Because I'm like, dude, I don't want to regret this shit. I'm going to do it. And if I mess up, guess what? I'm confident in my capabilities. I will pick myself yes. back up and I'm going to do something else. If I got to go to Home Depot and work at Home Depot as a cashier to get through, guess what, dude? I'm going to do it. 100%. Actually, how was your extended family in this? Like, so you have, you have your parents, obviously, who right. sounds like supported you very well. My family's kind of grown apart, man. You know, it's like <clears throat> I grew up with I grew up with cousins that were the same age as me. Four of us were like brothers. <clears throat> Excuse me, but we all kind of kind of grew apart. You know what I mean? So um, they weren't really they weren't chiming. Nobody's in a lot. nobody's no yeah. for Easy Pie, dude. Yeah. It's have so, they supported you solo, bro? Solo, solo. So no man. support, but no not not in a negative way. No support. Right. It's just we're all living our lives. Right, we all right. kind of live in different areas yeah. and whatever. But uh, hurts <clears throat> a little bit, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I've lost a lot of friends. Yeah. I have no friends. I work yeah. so much. You know what I mean? I have friends, but I don't have friends. In other words, it's like... like no, I feel you, man. <clears throat> it, it comes with the territory. Right. So, like, if no one's home, and, like, it's a night that I'm home for whatever reason, you know what I mean? And, and family's kind of, like, my my new family is kind of more involved. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're like, you know, like, my wife and my and, and her cousins and her mom yeah. works here and her other cousins. Because they, they're from the North Shore. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, they, like, live around the corner and stuff. Right. You right. know what I mean? But um, I go home, and it's like... The reality of it is, is that I've sacrificed so much and put so much into this that I'm not like, yo, dude, let's go out and grab a beer. Like, I really, not to sound, it's not sad, but I have no one to call. Right. Yeah, no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got no one to call because we've all kind of done our own thing. Like, one of my closest boys lives out of state. Right. You know, my ride or die. Like, he, he, if he was here, yeah. You know what I mean? I have friends. Don't get me wrong. I was chilling no, with I my know, boys today. I know exactly what you mean. But it's like, it's yeah. not like it was when, when I were, was 20. When you were 25, you had 19 friends. You guys, right. there was always someone available to go out for a drink or right. whatnot. Yeah, nowadays, happen. yeah, no, now it it's different. Happen. Well, you don't have that kind of time anyways, too. I mean, it's difficult because family does play a big role. I'll always role. love them. I'll always be there for them. But my priority is what I'm what I'm doing. Right. I feel as though this is, like, my my calling was to to create this. It's a, it's a weird addiction, dude, because it's like every day. Um, it's a craft, man. It's like the guy who's trying to play in the NBA who just literally gets up every day and goes to practice. Right. Practice and practice. I always feel like I'm in a state, and you feel the same way, I'm sure. You always feel like you're in the state of mind of practice. I'm just practicing. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Michael Jordan, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, to ever play the game. In my opinion. Did he greatest. ever stop practicing? No. And they say he practiced harder than he played. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, and, and, and I go, feel that. That says something, though. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I like, mean, it's all practice. You always just keep it's doing it. It's all practice, You just keep man. doing it, It's dude. all practice. You know what I mean? But um, I remember I was, I was hearing something, and, and it was like, I don't know who was saying it, but they were talking about entrepreneurship and, and hustling and being, you know, whatever. And it's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm just so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Right? And the person's like, I'm sick of hearing busy, because busy doesn't mean you're accomplishing anything. No, it doesn't. It actually usually means the opposite. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it means so, I'm wasting a lot of time. Right. You, yeah. It's just like, you're not, you're not, I, and I'm still learning that, dude, at this age and at this point in time. Yeah. Like, I didn't start at 20 having my own business. I just right. started, you know what I mean? Like I was like 32 years old, so I'm 10 years in the game right. as my own boss. And I'm finally like, I, I need to stop being busy and I need to start accomplishing shit. You yeah. know what I mean? So the like I'm I'm such a, a, a on, a, on a creative plane that like 
people know that I've been there because it looks like a bomb went off. Do you know what I'm saying? Usually what ends up coming out of it is pretty cool. I'm never satisfied with it. Right. But it's like I leave a trail of mess behind me. But that's who I am as right. the entrepreneur and the hustler of Easy Pie. It's like that's part of my process. So I've surrounded myself with people that are they're kind of losing their minds with me because they're very organized, you know? Yeah. Um, well, that's the art. You know, it's an, it's an art, right? right? And not all artists perform their art or do their art the same way, right? right? right. But they all want to showcase their art. And so your small business is your art. I mean, to you, may th- you may think it's messy and, it, and you, lead a, you, know, you leave a trail to of you. mess behind. To you, yeah, but to the consumer who Nobody comes in. Nobody sees the mess. No, no, well, they come in and they product. see it's a very well- Final product. Well thought out, beautiful, highly right. detailed store. How is it with your wife? I mean, I mean- I'm married. I've been. I met my wife sort of halfway into my entrepreneurial life, and she's been fortunate enough to sort of know me since things have gone so good. So let me let me let me let me let me tell you one thing, okay? So, how's the dynamic of your relationship versus the business? Because it takes a lot. It takes a lot out of you, and I know she helps out from time to time too. And it's my wife never. My wife and I have never worked together, but dude, she's ride or die. She's there with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've. Here's the funny thing, man. That I put so much effort into working, I didn't even have time. I, I'm not even I'm not, like I didn't even have time to like get married. Right. Like I mean, she's, we have a child together. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I view her like that. That's what she is to me. You know right. what I mean? I don't need the title or whatever. And right. at some point, when I can settle down, right. you know, that's what's gonna happen. But it doesn't but, matter. But she's but, okay with it. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, but but you get what I'm saying? But she, right. she, she which when we met, the the easy pie, easy pie wasn't a thing. Oh, so you, you, you and your wife, you, you've been I together. I started too. Yeah, she like so. So her family and her, they, they, they got involved with Revere. Right. Like you know, she has her career. She's an independent, but she don't need me, dude. You no. know what I mean? If anything, like she, she somehow harnessed the wind, <laughs> and, and you know what I mean, and and was able to take it and put it in a box in in this You're tornado. The wind. Yeah, right. and it's this crazy tornado that destroys right, right. things. Like she kind of <laughs> harnessed it and made it. Right. You know, like like what it is. You know what I'm saying. The reality of it is, is that like I was just kind of all over the place, and um, you know, it was just kind of like Revere wouldn't have happened if she wasn't like. Dude, she gave me this like this this like purse. She was like, "Listen, dude. She's like, you're working your ass off. You're not saving any money. You keep spending it on different things for the business. She's like, start saving a little bit of money. Right. And 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 she was the driving factor in me organizing my mind and saying shit if i can really focus like i wasn't focusing on financials if i could focus on financials a little bit more Mm -hmm. and take myself out of the kitchen a little bit hire a few more people it's going to cost me a little at the beginning but i am going to learn how to make more money with those people right and that was the the the, a beautiful step in the evolution of an entrepreneur by the way that was the spark though that was the spark because then i became addicted to when I said I don't do it for money, money was the fuel I needed in order to create Easy Pie Revere, Easy Pie North. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And and uh, I focused on that because I knew I needed that. And you know what's crazy? I was like, okay, I got enough. Like, I'm going to do it. And it was like five times more than I had saved. It was crazy. Dude. <laughs> it, always I mean, wor- it always yeah, works out that crazy. way. But it's good that your wife is involved because, you know, it really helps you. Because, yeah. I, you know, I need to – I share a lot of what happens at work with my wife because it's a big part of my life. Right. And she helps me sort of understand the, the, the value of having a good work-life balance. And it's not necessarily what I want. I don't like – I don't enjoy vacationing like that you know what i mean like i love to be, i love to master my craft i love to be Dude. at work i know right so so my wife does a good job of, of I went helping on, I me i went on one vacation 
<laughs> in nine years. Yeah. And I, I you know it. what? And honestly, dude, it. like, I'm, <laughs> it's weird because it's just like, now's the time to do it. You know right. what I mean? But in my head, I'm like, I'm going to do this now so that my, my goal, can I tell you my goal is? My goal is that at 45 years old, I can take as many vacations as I want and go wherever the hell I want when right. I want. That's my goal. That's three years from now. You Give me three it. more years. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Give me three more years because Revere has really been accepted and it's taken off and it's doing awesome. And it's, Partly because of me, it's it's the team, it's the 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 city, right. and the North Shore, and and being embraced by the people in the North Shore, and they understand. And dude, there's some magic in in the fact that I'm actually there, and the people that come in, they see me. Hey, I saw you on Phantom Gourmet, yes. or hey, dude, I've been following. Right. Like two people come in, and it's like I don't do it for like I I don't want to feel like a celebrity in my restaurant or whatever. But like people come in, and they the people that understand what's going on there. They respect it, man. Right. Like people come in and they hug me and stuff. Yeah, I like. Once one dude like kissed me in the neck one day. I was like, "What's going on?" It's like, dude, I love this place, man. Well, because it's a beautiful thing. You don't go to a lot of businesses where you know that the person's passionate and he actually cares. He's there right. all the time. You, you know, there's a lot of great names and a lot of great brands where right. there's no face to it. You putting a face Did to you ever it. See, you ever see? Um, what was the movie, man, with Michael Keaton, the founder? Yes, I have. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the McDonald's story. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, great the movie. guy was like, it was just weird. I was watching it. I was we were watching it together at home, and uh, it was just like I, it, you know, my girl falls asleep, and I'm watching. <laughs> it's the part where she's like, "When is it going to be enough?" Right. right and before right. he even answers, I'm like, "Never." Right. Right. This is and when she, they got a divorce. Right. She goes, "You're that guy." <laughs> she's like, "You're him." And but that's the thing. It's like he was like it was just. It was to me his insanity over building what he did. Like it was weird. I, I think I'm a combination of the guy that created it, but then the guy that took it to the next level. It's like I'm an equal bit of both of those guys. Do you know what I mean? Because Ray Kroc saw the potential in it that the creator didn't. Right. The creator made this thing and he was happy with what he was doing, and right. that's what I wanted to do. There's a lot of people who do that and they live that's a great, great happy life. There's a lot of examples of that on the North Shore, for sure. For 100%. For sure. And it's not a bad life. It's just, it's not for me and it's not for you. It's, it's definitely not for me. I'll go no. crazy, man. I'll go yeah, nuts. Exactly. What am I gonna do? You didn't start, you didn't open Easy Pie to make pizza. You opened Easy Pie to create. Right. right. To, to create. create. That's to create. it. Where it ends. Yeah, to, to create. create. <laughs> and pizza right now is your canvas. Right. But there's a that opens up a lot of doors and the passion plays through to your product. It plays through to your experience. It plays through to your culture. And it's it's remarkable, man. Dude, and there I, are days I feel like I hate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just it wears you out. Right. You know what I mean? But then on the good days, I'm like, oh dude, I got this idea like the next thing we're gonna do is this. Yeah, and that's the fun part. It right. Like, that's I what keeps love, me going. I love going to my brother because I'm, I'm I'm partners with my brother in, in this business, and I and I love coming to him with ideas. We're like, oh, I got this idea. We should do this. Right. We should do that. And then we brainstorm, and it's it's that's the fun. That's the creative. That's the creative part. That's what, I see it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I see it when I walked in here. This is amazing. Yeah, you know what I mean. I said it to you from day one. Thank you, man. Awesome. So, um. We're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, it was really, really fun talking to you. Um, I hope the listeners got some valuable insight um, into Easy Pie and the man behind the, the future legend. The future legend, yeah. right. Uh, the legend in the making, actually, is a better way to say it. Um, yeah. if, you're, if you're in the area, if you happen to be or looking for a place to experience something totally different when it comes to pizza, and yep. by totally different, I mean next level stuff, you got to go buy Easy Pie. Like we said, it's in Revere, right next to the Showcase Cinemas. Um, 
Ask for Spiro when you're there. Yep, I'll, I'll most likely I'll be there. <laughs> so it's 649 Squire Road in Revere, right off the highway, um, right off of Route 1. Uh, it's right next to Showcase Cinema, uh, right in the same parking lot as Harley-Davidson. Um, if you need information on the restaurant, it's www.theeasypie.com. If you want to see the food, you can uh, go on uh, Instagram or Facebook uh, and type in The Easy Pie, so T-H-E-E-A-S-Y-P-I-E, and we come up. Uh, and, and you'll get to see, uh, it's pretty cool. I, I feel like the social platform is, is a big deal. So you'll get to see photos of the food. Uh, sometimes the creative process is on there as well. So as we're building things or coming up with new things, there's video on it. So you can awesome, actually yeah. see all of us. Uh, you can go on YouTube as well and you can type in Easy Pie Phantom Gourmet and you can see the three episodes. Uh, they did two on the Braintree location, one in Revere, what I'm talking uh, Wicked about, Bites. I mean, so there's there's a lot of content out there for people to absorb, to understand what we do. Right. Um, and you'll see the whole menu on, on, on our website as well. And I, I think it's something exciting for people. And I'm excited to, for people to, to try it and experience it. Because at the end of the day, man, it's not just a restaurant. It is an experience. It is an experience. It's I an agree. Experience. And thank you for pushing, pushing the boundaries, man. Because it, it's guys like you that elevate those kinds of experiences. You know, it used thank to be you. just like, let's just get a pizza. Now it's let's go eat a pizza at a place like Easy Pie. Right. Or at Easy Pie, I'm sorry. It's a different experience. It's something remarkable. Like you take, compare, it's not even apples to apples. And um, I think that everybody listening should definitely give it a shot. Go down and try it out. Even if Mention, you're a purist. E- yeah, that's even right. if you're like a traditionalist, Mr. I like Regina's or Santarpio's or whatever. Right. If you want to try something different um, that's really good, uh, and, and you feel like you want to go outside the box, outside your comfort zone. Right. We have amazing. Yeah, you guys, like you said, you have a tradition. You have a cheese pizza. Right. You do a, you you do that, but you can also try things that you've probably right. never seen before. Great date night spot. Excellent date night spot. Right. Yeah. Um, especially, especially with our patio. We have an out, we have the outdoor seating outside. Yeah. We have an outdoor bar. We're gonna be hosting a lot of uh, events with some live music and stuff. So it's a really chill space. And I know we gotta wrap up. It's just everybody's like, oh, you don't feel like you're in the North Shore. You don't feel like you're in Revere. And sometimes I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like. No, this is Revere. This, this is, is the North Shore. This is the North this Shore. Is the yeah, North like shore. It. Like it, it. Is, it is the North Shore. It, right. it's, not, it's not better than the North Shore. The North Shore is great. Right. And, and what we're doing is we're just showing off what the North Shore could be. You right. know what I mean? That's yeah. what it is. Man, I, listen, the market's going to have to reward you for that because the people of the okay. community the people of the community have to respect that you're taking it, you're putting it all on the line, you're creating a whole new brand, you got a whole new uh, way of eating pizza, and I th- listen, I wish you the best of luck, man. It was Thanks, honest, brother. it was awesome meeting you. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode one of the Hustle Project podcast. Um, until we talk again, uh, this is your host, Nick Marcos, and uh, we'll see you for the next one, guys.